a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Good evening, 6 o'clock at KSL News Radio. I'm Jeff Kaplan. We're at 36 degrees. KSL's top story is developing news. Utah lawmakers have just approved a bill that spells out several major changes to where and when abortions can be performed. It passed both the Senate and the House, but several amendments have to be signed off on in the House. KSL News Radio's Lindsay Ayers has details on the abortion bill and these restrictions. They will no longer be allowed to get an abortion after 18 weeks. Restricts the ability to receive an abortion due to rape or incest in a pregnancy after the unborn child has reached 18 weeks. It prohibits out-of-state providers from prescribing drugs for the purpose of causing an abortion. Now, that's the Senate sponsor, Dan McKay. This vote just wrapped up minutes ago. Democrats tried to push for some changes. Under this bill, those seeking abortions now have to go to hospitals. But hospitals are allowed, due to a separate Utah law, to refuse service based on their beliefs or the beliefs of a board. Democrats wanted those changes. They also wanted changes to definitions around what constitutes when the life of the mother is at risk and changing the age of consent for girls who become victims of rape or incest. None of those amendments stuck. None of those changes stuck. The bill was sponsored by Representative Carrie Ann Lizenby. She'll be joining us live in about 15 minutes. Utah Senate Democrats are responding to the passage of this bill. In a statement, they say it will effectively ban all abortions in the state, leaving few exceptions. They say this will create unnecessary and dangerous burdens for Utahns and hospitals. The bill will require any abortion to be done only inside a hospital. KSL News Time 602, as you probably know, a man is dead after an officer involved shooting in Farmington. And audio from just after the shooting is raising new questions today as the investigation gets underway. Someone can be heard on scanners giving directions after officers opened fire. We just make sure that all the body cams have been shut off now. Cam for all units on the Farmington incident, make sure your body cam shut off. When asked about this, Police Chief Eric Johnson tells KSL-TV that it's protocol, so they don't have hours of footage to review once the scene is secure. 25-year-old Chase Allen was shot and killed by police officers after a traffic stop. They say he was non-compliant. There's no word from police on why they felt threatened or if Allen was armed. Five officers are on administrative leave during the investigation. Amy Kobabe, KSL News Radio. Former Salt Lake City Police Chief Chris Burbank says that he always advises departments keep the body cams on when you're dealing with the public, especially when officers open fire. To not document that can be alarming, and really, in light of what the country and the nation is crying out about, and can seem a little deceptive. Burbank says the public has a right to know what happens when police use any kinds of force. 
Chad Daybell and Lori Vallow will have separate trials in Idaho. East Idaho News reports this is a continuation of a sudden hearing that started earlier this week. Apparently, there is new DNA evidence, and the judge uh, offered Chad Daybell a separate trial. The couple faces multiple counts of first-degree murder in the deaths of Lori's children and Chad's first wife. KSL News Time 603, a guilty verdict in the past hour in the double murder in South Carolina. Maria Chaleos is live at the KSL National News Desk. Jeff, it took the jury just under three hours to find disgraced attorney Alex Murdoch guilty of murdering his wife, Margaret, and son, Paul. Here is Judge Clifton Newman after the verdicts were read. jury has been polled, and the verdict is a unanimous verdict. New York-based trial attorney Bernarda Villalona tells ABC News she was surprised by the quick decision in such a high-profile case. I am very shocked as to the quickness of the verdict. You have to think that this verdict came in quicker than the length of closing arguments, especially given the length of this trial. I did not expect them to have such a quick verdict. Murdoch now faces life in prison without the possibility of parole. The House Ethics Committee is moving forward with this investigation into Congressman George Santos. The embattled first-term congressman has admitted to fabricating his resume while running for office. Now the committee will look into whether he broke the law during his campaign. Among other things, the panel will review whether Santos was truthful on financial disclosure forms and whether he may have violated conflict of interest laws. The Justice Department says former President Trump can be sued over his role in the January 6th riot. In a court filing today, the department is saying the former president is not entitled to immunity from three civil lawsuits accusing him of inciting the attack. Lawyers indicating that a president's official duties do not include the incitement of private violence. Live from the KSL National News Task, I'm Maria Chaleos, KSL News Radio. Did you know the UDOT has already blown through their entire snow removal budget? And we just started the snowiest month of the year in some areas. UDOT budgeted $24 million going into this year. We've only just escaped February, and they've already exceeded that budget by $2 million. So how are they going to get through the rest of this winter? We can borrow from the less essential activities and push those off until the next fiscal year, in this case July. UDOT spokesperson John Gleason says snow removal comes out of their general maintenance fund, the same one they use to do things like pave and fix potholes. Gleason says even if it were to snow every day, no matter how much they need to spend, they'd be out there. Plowing is probably the most important thing that we do, and we're always going to be out there. As long as it's snowing, we'll be out there plowing. Adam Small, KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.